training, mindset, integrity, incremental improvement. What can you do better today? Start right here with the Pendola Project. Welcome back to the Pendola Project. This is your host, Matt Pendola. And this is producer Jake Parker. And we are here today to talk all about positive self-talk and affirmations. And this is something I use in my life. Matt, I know you do it in yours. And you also teach it to the athletes that you work with. Yeah, so what you focus on is what you feel. And that's such a simple thing for us to recognize, but it's so important. If we experience bad or good feelings, what is that thought process? If we have automatic negative thoughts, which we're going to have, are we recognizing those thoughts? And are we moving forward with what we can do to change our mindset for something that might be closed mindset to something that can be a much more open mindset, understanding that this is a part of our process, that we're not going to be perfect. And there are things that we can do with some discipline and equals freedom, and we can do things that can help us get just that little bit better, but we have to recognize what our feelings are. We talked about having fear and anxiety, and are you going to take those feelings as a challenge or a threat, and the power behind turning those negative thoughts into positive thoughts, because like you said, what you focus on is what you feel, and what you feel is going to have an impact on what you do. Right. So today, we have some good tools for you to use. We'd love to know how these tools will help you. So get back to us, email us, let us know. We'd love to help you more. Pendola Project at gmail.com. Let's hear those affirmations. And now, believe to achieve. So we're here today to talk about affirmations, this positive self-talk and the importance of programming your mind to think certain ways about certain things. And Matt, why are affirmations so important and why do you teach them or how to do them to all of the athletes that you work with? Well, they're important for several reasons, but I guess I'll start with just positive statements that you're making and you're repeating to yourself. This is something that it really can help so that you have an answer for your self-doubt. You have some self-talk that you've repetitively done to the point where maybe you even start to believe to achieve. So I like to use affirmations, but let's get real. We want to start off by constantly repeating, repeating, repeating the things that we see as being our challenges or our threats. So I want to start off with something that's a little bit more adaptive for me. So make an affirmation work for you. In other words, your positive phrases that you come up with, you want to develop these to their full potential. And sometimes they can rhyme. So I just said, believe to achieve. Mm -hmm. But we also want it to really speak to ourselves and to our own needs. So visualization, we've talked about that before in our podcast. This is also important that we have a story behind our self-talk so that when we are having an issue with automatic negative thoughts, for example, which we know everybody's going to have them. I'm going to have them. You're going to have them. I Everybody do. listening has them. Yes. So let's be aware 
And I guess that's a good place to really start. Let's be aware. Okay, I recognize that I had this thought. Don't try to sweep it under the rug, so to speak. Don't try to act like it's not there or you're weak because you're thinking that way. No, the world's best have automatic native thoughts. The difference is just how do they respond? How do they think about responding to this negative thought? So they're aware of it, but then they start to see that as being a challenge and not a threat, and they can move forward by giving themselves a ritual that they can count on. Yeah, that awareness is step one in my book. And I agree with you, Matt, that you don't want to shy away from the negative thoughts. Yes, we want to change that, but you don't want to deny it. That's, you know, that's being in denial. And here's one I bet you'll like. What you resist will persist. Right. Ah, right. Yeah, I like that one. And it, it especially makes sense to me in the context of self-talk. What you resist in your mind will persist. You have to acknowledge it in some way that then you can tackle it in a positive way. And so you're talking now about creating positive and affirmative rituals. So can we get an example of something that you have done? I want to state what I want out of my self-talk. I want to think about what it is that I actually want to achieve by saying this affirmation. So first, I'm going to perform an exercise with you as my performance partner here, Jake. All right, I'm ready. Okay. What is an automatic negative thought that you might have during the day? I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, okay. that one comes up a lot for me. So I think for a lot of us, the first thing we might think about is just the state of being tired. Mm -hmm. We focus on that feeling of being tired, right? And is this a challenge or a threat when we have these feelings, right? Yep. So I recognize, I'm aware that I'm tired. That's the first thing, recognize it. So am I going to go grab a cup of coffee and hope that that gets me going? Am I going to deny I'm tired and just try to plow through the day? What is the response that you would have there, Jake? What are you going to do about feeling fatigued, feeling tired? Well, it depends on the time of day. Sometimes I will reach for the coffee. I need some kind of external stimulus to help me get through it. But lately I've been walking. I find if I just start to move a little bit more because I, I sit a lot during my, my work days and if I get up and not just around the office, if I go outside and get some vitamin D and walk for five minutes, that helps quite a lot. Excellent. So this is a great point because when we feel tired, when we feel fatigued, a lot of times we've been immobile, we've been sitting for a while, we might have been working at the desk, mm -hmm. and sure, you feel tired because you simply have to get some circulation going, mm -hmm. you have to get moving. So if you feel tired, get moving a little bit. So going for a walk, even if you're just sitting at your desk, but you start to move your shoulders back and forth, you start to extend your legs up and down, you start to get some movement there, or if you can, go ahead and get up and I want you to now just start walking around or say you can't get out of the office, well, you can start to do what we call desk drills. All right. I'm right. into this. This sounds like something I could use. Right. So say, for example, that you're just going to start doing some reverse lunges. You're going to do some squats, some air squats. These are done you know, slowly because you haven't been moving for a while. So you're kind of 
putting yourself into a purposeful practice of moving slowly, using your breathing patterns, breathing in as you go down, breathing out as you come up, but with a good even pattern through your nose, not your mouth. So we start to just really work on that flow and we start to get our muscles moving. Then maybe you start to quicken your pattern a little bit. Even once you're a little bit more mobile, start doing some maybe bounces, right? Some pogos or something. Just Tony Robbins, he'll jump up and down on that trampoline before he goes out there. He and loves excites, that mini trampoline. Right? And he starts, he just jumps out to talk to the audience and he's feeling pumped. And But you can get some good movement going even when you're in the office. And then from there, assess and see, are you tired? Do you still feel tired? Odds are you probably feel pretty good now, mm -hmm. but usually know, that's the case. Assess and reassess what's going on, but let's switch gears and talk more about what is going to be a challenge or a threat to you during the day. What is something that you might end up having as an automatic negative thought as it pertains to your performance? Well, Matt, to me, because I don't compete in sports at this point in my life, you know, I'm a desk jockey, I have a day job, and for me, my challenge that arises often is deadlines and being overwhelmed, and so my automatic negative thought is, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. The words not or can't or don't, those are the things that we want to start to eliminate from our vocabulary, for example. So... We want to flip that and we want to change that threat into a challenge by saying, I can, I am. Those are the most common things that we talk about, but not I will. So I will get to this. Very different. Right. And so even though I will is a positive self-talk in nature, it prolongs or it just simply puts it forward instead of putting it in the now. It gives you an opportunity to fail or forget about it. Right. It's like you're going to procrastinate with I will versus I can, I am. So I am going to focus now on this task. And here's a big thing to me, Jake, is that we want to focus on what's important now. And that can be difficult, especially with all the different tasks that we're supposed to be able to achieve in a single day. Okay, so we could keep going with this, Jake, but the point is discipline equals freedom. Love that one. And how does this relate ultimately to our self-talk? Well, affirmations have a lot more to do with than just, for example, physical performance. It's also about just how we see ourselves. And when we are not in control with what we're doing on a daily basis, we tend to lose confidence in what we can achieve. And that is something that we can change. So getting back to how can we make these changes so that we don't see ourselves as failing? I will put 10 things on my plate and only be able to get five of them done in a day if I'm lucky. So even though I got five things done, I feel like I've failed. So these are all things that affect our confidence and how we see ourselves and how productive we see ourselves as we all want to feel productive. We all want to feel successful. Absolutely. And that's a huge thing in uh, my generation now is it's all you can do more and be the best. So define your own reality, Jake, and have a blueprint of what that should look like for yourself. 
use deliberate practice, purposeful practice on a daily basis, and you're going to have a lot more success. And you're going to, it's great to check off those boxes. We had Chad Belding in here talking about how he checks off a box just feeding his dog, because that's one more thing that he can feel accomplished in doing, even if it's a small task. It's still momentum. It's still momentum. Now, you know, I will say that for myself, I don't check off the box that I fed the dog. Those things for me, it doesn't speak to me that way like it does to him. But that's, again, what works for you. We keep going back in this conversation to do what works for you, but maybe initially you're putting in some things that are easy to achieve and you know you can accomplish that, but it's another box you get to check off. And for me, I'm going to start to use a lot more of my automatic positive self-talk on a daily basis. So now, Jake, let's talk about how we can turn our self-doubt, even our fears. We can flip the switch and have confidence and increase our concentration, achieve our goals. How are we going to do this with positive self-talk? Let's state what we want, first of all. So stating what we want out of ourselves is going to be an important part of your process. Jake, what is something that you might think would be a limiting belief that you have? What's an automatic negative thought that you might have when it comes to a limiting belief? When something is opposing me or I'm faced with a daunting task, I I sometimes do take it as a threat, which leads to the thought pattern that I am not smart enough. Okay. Oftentimes I, I get this sort of imposter syndrome. Like I, I have all these tasks because of my jobs, because I got there, but I really don't know what I'm doing and I don't have the answers. I'm not smart enough to do this. So first thing you want to ask yourself, are you willing to let go of that negative self-talk? Well, I, I automatically say, of course I am. I would love to not think like that. But in reality, I kind of have a bit of an attachment to it. So you could say something as simple as, I am willing to let go of my self-limiting beliefs. Now, you could dot, 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 you could put in what that specific limiting belief is. So in your case, I don't feel smart enough. I recognize that I feel that way. So again, we don't want to deny we feel that way. Right. But then saying something positive yourself, again, you notice the I am, I can in these conversations. I am willing to let go of my self-doubts. I am smart enough. I can do this. I can do this. If it takes more education, then I am going to read and research and learn and understand and verify. I am going to follow through with these patterns instead of using the excuse that I'm just not smart enough. Right. That's just an excuse. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Matt, we just dished on me that sometimes I think I'm not smart enough. I have my self-limiting belief, but what about you? What's something that you can be criticizing yourself on? I am constantly beating myself up thinking that I haven't done enough. Yes, I I understand that too. No matter what the situation is, that seems to be something that I have an issue with in my own mind. I believe in over-delivering and I know that I do the best I can. I don't think in reality that I'm not performing to the best of my ability, especially when somebody has hired me to do a job for them. That being said, I know that I am 
struggling because in order to make progress in my life, you go back to the very beginning, the roots of where I started. I wanted to have focused energy so that I could accomplish these things and push forward. And so I just believed in grinding all the time. I got to grind. I got to just work, work, work. But I want to say something to myself that's going to be positive. So I am worthwhile. I can be more productive by being more detailed, by planning better. I am planning better. I can be better. Nice. And so for me and my uh, I'm not smart enough issue, I am smart enough. I am teachable. I am learning. I can learn more. Right. And all this has to be backed up with discipline. Yes. And seeing things with an open mindset versus a closed mindset. Now, I don't know if we talked enough about what open mindset versus closed mindset is. So let's just kind of delve into that a little bit. An example of a closed mindset would be, I'm not smart enough. An example of an open mindset is, I am smart enough. But that discipline is needed to be able to have the change we want to see. So failure is not fatal, but we have to be able to make that change. And that change takes work. We're not going to just expect that change to happen magically. What's the definition of insanity again? You do the same thing over and over and you think it's going to change, but it never does. Now, listeners... How many times have you done the same thing over and over again, even when you know it's a mistake, even when you know that it's a failure? How many times are you repeating the same patterns and surprised when you get that same disappointment? Uh, It's never happened to me, Matt. So I am, I can, but not I will. Focus now, take control now. You're driving the bus That's a statement I always like to talk about with my athletes. When the excuses start coming, instead of saying no excuses, which is kind of negative, no excuses. Instead, empower yourself and say, you know, I'm driving the bus. I'm in charge of this. There's only one person who's responsible for me, and that's me. So how am I going to make that change? I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to be consistent. Not I will. I am going to do these things and I can do these things. So this is where we boil down to the basics. But now I have another question for you. We're all stressed. Got to agree with that. How do we take some stress off ourselves, but still be able to have the accomplishments and focus forward the way we want to. Oh, there are many ways. One of mine is meditation. And I mean that in many forms, it's not all Buddha stuff, but I will calm my mind, which I actually kind of thank the stress in some ways because it it forces me to, okay, take a minute, breathe, recenter, refocus, And then that stress level goes down. And after that refocusing, I find that my mind is much clearer and much more efficient. So I become calmer every day in every way. That's a good way to say that to yourself. That also rhymes. So if you notice 
some of these things when they can rhyme and it makes sense. I like for that to happen because I feel like it's easier to remember and it's helpful. Right. Yes. So something that really speaks to you, but using these kind of affirmations will help after you have focused on your breathing patterns or just taken a minute to decompress and just clear your mind. Can you go a minute without having a thought? Can you clear your mind that long? It's a lot harder than it sounds. It's really hard to do. But um, one thing that a coach was talking about just recently was he started that process of trying to meditate and clear his mind. And this is a guy now in his 60s, by the way, but he knows that he practices what he preaches. If he's going to tell his athletes to do this, he wants to incorporate this and see how it affects his life. And at first it was just, he would go, I think he said 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then there was the first recognizable thought that he had. And now he's going 10 minutes, being able to clear his mind. And that's amazing, but it actually didn't take him that long. And I'm not a huge meditator myself, but that motivates me to think about how I can become a little bit calmer every day in every way and what works for you But the point is to practice that and to know that that's helping you make progress. The more we can take stress off, the better version of ourselves we'll be. And when we show up, and when I say show up, like you come into work or even showing up for me means being a good dad, walking in to the house and having my daughter there greeting me and so excited to see me and am I really present or did I let go in other words of the other stresses that I had before I walked in the door and I fail forward for sure guys I have days where I'm coming into the house and I know I'm stressed and I'm not really receiving that the way I should be so one thing I try to do is when I get home shut off the truck I try to take a minute just to clear my head and to start thinking about visualizing how it's going to be to spend good quality time with my daughter. And that excites me. And then I start focusing on that. So when I open the door, I'm ready to receive that. And I feel like that is really helping me to spend good quality time. Yeah. Leave the other things behind and be where you are. Absolutely. So now let's just talk about setbacks. How many setbacks do we have every single day even? All the time. Several. Yeah. They're always occurring. And those setbacks build up. I think we tend to think about the big setbacks in our life. And of course, we learn from those setbacks as well. But I think when we're constantly achieving these micro goals forward and we're accomplishing the things that we're setting out to do for the day, that's a huge confidence booster. But we have to know that we are going to still have a failing forward mentality because those setbacks, no matter how hard we try, are going to come. You can't plan out everything in life. No matter how much we're talking about planning, we know that we're going to have setbacks in that plan. So let's talk now about how are we going to view that? How are we going to recognize that but move forward? We all have our own setbacks. I've got mine and you've probably got yours. What's something that you've been dealing with recently? I feel like a good story here and I like to be vulnerable and express to my athletes that there are things I need to work on myself. So I've been running my entire life. A huge part of who you are. 
think absolutely. And I identify myself as a runner, really. So I was always told I had pretty good form. So I didn't really assess and reassess my own form as much as I do with my athletes. Now, I mentioned to you that I had gone to see the great Bobby McGee. Running guru. Running guru. And he told me, he said, Matt, you have massive, massive force. What is that? Is that Massachusetts? That's a really poor impression of Bobby's accent, which you guys will hear him shortly on this podcast and you'll know how bad of an impression that is. And I was just puffing my chest out like, yeah, I have massive force. I'm really good at this force production that okay. I use. But it wasn't so much of the compliment that I was expecting. And he was telling me that actually I was pushing the ground away too much when I was running and not pushing down enough. This might sound like a simple thing, but I've been running a certain way forever. Now I have to change a pattern. So let's just talk about the mindset for that. First of all, am I going to have an open mindset and realize that I can change this? Do I really want to put in the work to change this is another question. Great question. Looking back, though, about two and a half months ago, I was in the San Francisco Half Marathon, and my left calf cramped up pretty good. Now, I wasn't able to run the time that I should have been able to run with that calf cramp. But I finished the race and I just kind of tacked it off to A, I had been on my bike the week before and fell off my bike on the curb. That was ridiculous because I was actually in the parking lot and just looking down to see that my my tire was spinning without rubbing against the brake. Those bikers out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. I wasn't looking forward and I just literally just went right into the curve and down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's not like I was going at 50 miles it an hour. It happens to you curve. too. Good. It, it, no, it was it was actually kind of embarrassing. My uh, my athletes were there to meet me for a bike ride and here I am I'm supposed to know what I'm doing and I literally just slowly crash into a curve. That's our coach. That's our coach. <laughs> I love and, that. And I fell I fell off my bike. The uh, the clip actually ripped off of my shoe that I was clipped into the pedal and my back had actually hit the curb. So, Ouch. yeah, I just immediately related it in my mind to that bike accident. But what it really was is I was ramping up my interval training on my 1K, 1,000 meter repeats, and I'm pushing gulping ground while I'm running. I'm pushing the ground away that much harder when I'm trying to run faster. Getting back to what Bobby taught me is to make some changes in my posture as I'm running. I did these drills and I focused on my central core connection and I decided that I was a white belt mentality. I was just going to start over and actually get back to what we call are broken sets of running. So I would run no more the first few days than two or three minutes. Then I would stop and I would reassess and I would do some connection drills or skill drills, if you will, to get that connection, to feel that connection. And then I run a couple more minutes, a few more minutes. So I shut down all my training for about 
10 days and I just focused on this, not focusing on how much I was running or how fast I was running, just getting back to the basics, Jake. After 10 days, I did a quality day. And in that quality day, I gave myself a true test. So I gave myself a 40 minute test running at my gait pace that I want to be able to perform at in my half marathon. And I was pleasantly surprised that on the same exact course, I ran two minutes faster than I had just a month prior. This is just an example of what I was able to do because I was willing to hear it because I had an open mindset open to Open mind, yeah. So that door was open for benefits to come through. Right. And taking the vulnerability side of it, I love when I find things like this and I can share them because I'm essentially telling my athletes, hey, I was doing this wrong all this time and nobody ever corrected me, even at the higher levels. So essentially, without getting into a whole nother podcast, I am rolling in control is my affirmation now, rolling control. So I am rolling in control and I feel great doing it. And that mental thought goes right into the physical because I literally need to take my posture, connect myself and roll forward as I run. So it works out beautifully for me. And I love that my athletes who have listened to my story and are paying more attention to their own role in control are reporting back to me the amount of success they're having by incorporating some of these things. So we can not only learn how to improve ourselves, but a lot of times we can help others. So this is just another example where by being vulnerable, you're able to help others, but by not putting it onto them, you're just sharing your story. And maybe that is going to help them in their own way. And so everything to me comes down to, do I see things as a challenge or a threat? So I took it as a challenge to improve my running posture, even though I've been doing it for 35 years pretty well. Was that scary for you? Because having something be such a core, like I've got this, this is part of who I am, and then having to change that, to me, that sounds like I would want to hold on to the way that things have always been. Well, you know, I think this is a good point to talk about. With the open mindset, we get rid of excuses. Excuses are based off of fear, fear of change, fear that you've been doing something wrong repetitively for so long that you don't want to acknowledge the fact that it could be better because you feel like you've wasted your time. Did I waste my time when I ran the last 35 years? No, I didn't waste my time. Of course not. And just taking that 10-day period where I worked on Bobby's cues for me, that gave me a world of difference in my performance and took the stress off my calves. It only took 10 days. The point is that there's no way I would have that kind of fitness and that I'd have that kind of wiring to make those improvements if I hadn't been running the way I have in the last 35 years. So that wasn't a waste. So what am I afraid of? I don't need to make an excuse. I don't need to have a fear-based attitude towards it. I just see it now as a challenge a challenge that I can improve my posture and that I will be able to perform better with less stress. And that turns into a lot of excitement for me. 
you are now driving the bus. You're no longer the victim in this story. You are now the subject, the hero, the one with the power to create change. That's right. So let's just focus a little bit on how we can neutralize our opponents or our fears or our setbacks, right? How can we neutralize these things? I have a client, Les Nesbitt, that says there's no hill for a climber, something that we love so much we adapted it to our motto, and it's on a lot of our shirts, the back of our shirts that will say this, to remind us of something every day. And that's overcoming obstacles. That's what that really means. And with that mindset that there's no hill for a climber, like no matter what's in front of me, I'm built for this. I can do this. Or adapt. I will I will find a way. I will find a way. That's a great way to think about it. Those obstacles are there for you. Those obstacles are there to help get you stronger. And if I'm literally on a hill and I'm a bigger runner. I'm not a big, big guy, but I'm heavier for running than most guys. Yeah. Runner wouldn't be where I would place you. Right. So now I'm going into the North Face Half Marathon Trail Championships Mm -hmm. where there's 2,400 feet of vertical climbing. Easy. No problem. I cannot go into that race thinking about how I weigh 20 pounds more than almost everybody else that's going to be a major setback for me. Instead, I have to think about the fact that I have gained really good relative strength. I've worked on my posture and I love hills. I love the fact that they help me get stronger, but I also acknowledge that I need to work on these hills. In this case, it's a literal hill. So I'm going to put more hill work into my programming to the point where I feel confident killing the hill. Ah, I like that. Right? So now when I run this race, that's literally what I'm thinking to myself going up that climb. I'm killing the hill. I'm killing the hill. And guess what? When I get to run downhill, you guys are really in trouble because I have all this weight and gravity behind me and I'm just going to be sailing, baby. Plus you just killed this hill. Right. Obstacles are my friends. What kind of obstacles do we have in our life? And are we seeing those obstacles as aids? Are we seeing those obstacles as your friends? Man, I'm grateful that I have this obstacle in my life because I'm learning to get stronger. And nobody can take that away from me. When I have done the work and I am strong, nobody can take away the strength I have. Nobody can take anything away from me but I can take it away. With the wrong mindset, I can take all that away. So I want to make sure that I'm killing the hill. And by having those positive affirmations, you're certainly making that easier on yourself, much more possible when that's how you talk to yourself. You kill the hill, I bet you have 100% more likelihood of actually doing it. For me, it's with my overwhelm, my stress, a little bit of anxiety. I have to face a lot of mental obstacles to get done with all of the things and all of these projects that I have. I have this podcast, other creative projects, my day job, all these things. So Jake, when you're anxious, Mm -hmm. when you're nervous, that just means you're excited. Yeah. It's a really good way of looking at it. If you flip the switch like that, 
you start to realize I wouldn't be nervous if I didn't care. Hmm. So I care about this result, but that means that I'm actually pretty excited. It's just that we're misinterpreting the feeling. And so we talked before about this comes down to what we feel. So how do we feel really about this? If you can recognize that when you recognize that and you start to feel excited, that starts to motivate you so that you can focus forward. Yeah, now I have momentum going in the positive direction, whereas having anxiety, air quotes, that's going to lead you down a, a darker mental path. I like that. I'm going to keep using that from now on, Matt. Yeah, man. Believe to achieve and the tools you need, I think, is a good way to sum up this podcast. But how are you going to believe to achieve with these tools we've talked about today, Jake, as my podcaster? Because I'm counting on you, and I know you feel that pressure. But if we want the Panola Project to succeed, there's no question that you are going to be half of that equation if I'm the other half. And it's going to take both of us for this to be successful. Our listeners, please. You're the other half. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I know our math is bad, but you guys, this, if you love what we're talking about, absolutely spreading the word. But Jake, he's responsible for making all this sound good, but it's also important that the word gets out and we expand the brand. So how are we going to expand the brand with this mentality you have now, Jake? Well, now that you put it like that, now I'm excited about it. I'm not stressed at all. Talking about it because you're excited about it, handing out Pendola Project cards to people, which that's something that takes some planning because we actually have ordered the card stock mm -hmm. for it. And so. I'm going to be passing them out like crazy. Let's say that our numbers are down and that's the opponent right now. Mm -hmm. We have to neutralize the opponent by talking more, being more excited, looking into other ways to be productive so that we can expand the brand. And this takes a little bit more research, for example. But the obvious thing here is that you have to stay excited. I have to stay excited. And the podcast is actually doing really well for the short amount of time mm -hmm. that we've been doing it. So we also can't get stagnant though. Yep. And how many times the listener out there, how many times have you been excited about something, but then it sort of neutralizes and you no longer find the same fire because I don't really believe in quote unquote motivation lasting. I believe in the daily consistency fueling the fire. The motivation is the spark, but that fuel has to keep coming and that's up to you. You're in control of that. So Jake, you're in control. You're the producer. How are we going to use these tools and make a plan so that we are successful. And a year from now, we have three times the amount of listeners. Well, at every episode recording, every time we come into this studio to do this, you get that pressure. It's back. There's that hill again. And we have to get to the top of that hill that we've got to descend back to the bottom and then get back to the car and go home. Because every time we start recording, it's a brand new product. It could go any way. That stress I'm now going to look at as excitement because that's not a bad thing. I'm thankful for that hill. 
because that is what is driving me to continue to, I don't want to say to continue to care, but it incentivizes me. Right. Right. That challenge, not a threat, that challenge incentivizes me to do the best job that I can. You know, I just think about some of the athletes that I've worked with over the years when they initially would have, say, a setback, an injury, something like that. And I'm talking to them about how they can see that as an opportunity, but also as their coach, I can see it as an opportunity. I don't want to look at it as a setback. It's sometimes unfortunate that an injury comes about, but if we look at it the right way, now I'm excited because there's one more thing that I'm learning and teaching and practicing. Now in the future, I'm probably helping to prevent these setbacks with that athlete and maybe even with other athletes, or even when I get a brand new athlete who has experienced some of these things, I know exactly where we should be focused because of the experience that I've had with prior setbacks. So I am grateful for those setbacks, but it's easy to get focused on the negative and think, oh man, this is this just sucks. And let's be honest, that's I think what most people do. Right. The average person out there, a lot of negativity. But it doesn't have to be. No, it it really doesn't. And it's powerful when you start to notice it and turn it around. I like to say that I am far from where I want to be as a coach or as a person even. But I know that with the right attitude, it also produces the right culture, and that is infectious. And then with that mindset all around me, with the people that are around me who have that positive mindset, that have that open mindset, they help me to thrive each and every day. And I know that when an athlete gets referred to us, it's because there's a belief that our culture will help them grow. And that's something that I don't see as stress, but I could, because I could think every time I have an athlete, especially with injuries, coming to see me because of the injuries, that man, now I'm stressed because I've got this athlete I need to figure out. But instead we can look at it as, wow, what an opportunity this is. And I can't wait until I see you strong, until I see you doing the things that you love to do. And finally, I would just say this, we talked a lot about how I'm going to kill the hill, for example. That doesn't just stop there. That confidence that we gain by achieving these goals, by overcoming obstacles, it seeps into everything else in our lives. That's why I believe sport is so important, especially for our young athletes. And it doesn't matter to me how good you are at something. It matters to me more what kind of a person are you becoming, failing forward, believing to achieve. Wherever you get to from that point, it's more about, well, what was your starting point and where are you at now? Look at all of these things that you have taken on, you got excited about, you realized you could. So I can, I am. That goes into everything else in your life. And funny enough, those are the type of the world's best people now I'm talking. Those are the type of people that have these kind of stories to share. You have a lot more in your arsenal when you look at it positively than rather as an opponent that's about to break you down. 
Yeah, man. So wrapping this up, decisions. We always have to make a decision, yes or no. If you haven't made a decision about something, you've still decided. To not decide. Right. Yeah. In other words, make a decision and stick to it. Make a plan and stick to it. Now, with your experience, whether it be good or bad, true or not, what are you going to focus on and what are you going to feel in those moments? How am I feeling? I'm going to recognize that I'm having automatic negative thoughts, that I have self-doubt. Guess what? Everybody does. So I'm going to make the choice. I'm going to decide that I'm going to see things and feel things differently so that I don't keep repeating the same bad patterns. I'm going to take control of that. I am, I can do these things. And don't expect these things to necessarily happen right away. We talk about focusing. We talk about failing forward. These are things that work hand in hand to overcome obstacles. This is what we can do to believe, to achieve. Even if you're sitting there thinking, I don't really believe I am strong. That's okay. You've recognized that thought. But if you take yourself through these steps we talked about today, eventually you'll be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what, I've accomplished a whole lot more than I originally thought I could. I see myself differently now. And you know what? I am strong. Yeah, it might feel a little phony at first, but once the results start to pile on, you'll be realizing that, oh no, there's a lot of truth to this. That's right. So last thing I'm going to give you guys today is my quote. The struggle you are in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow. Quite positive talk right there. I want everyone to know that they can achieve anything that they are truly passionate about, that they truly want. These are things that are within our grasp with the right plan and the right steps. It might take incremental steps, but you can get there. And that's where you come in, you listening to this. We love hearing from you guys. Let us know something that you need to overcome. What's your hill? What hill do you have to climb and then descend? And what's daunting to you? And you can get in touch with us on Facebook or by email at pendolaproject at gmail.com. We'll talk to you next week.